0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Mongols podcast. I am Kevin. With me is Josh. Uh I always feel I'm already going off the rails in the intro. But I was uh, last time I did the intro I said Kevin and I feel like everyone always refers to me as Kev. Um but I can't really I don't know it's weird to just call myself by a nickname, right? And just, and do an intro. I'm Kev. Are know. you like
1: Kev across the board for like more than just family or is it really just like it's Mike? It's really just and Mike. Us? yeah okay. <laughs> so interesting, it just feels interesting. weird
0: yeah um, but uh but josh you you're you're in the you're in studio how's uh i i i honestly don't know how long it's been but it feels like it's been some time um, it's been a while
1: yeah so yeah. i was on a mini vacation last week so we originally planned like oh we're just gonna do like a staycation like both of us called off me and Liz and then realized like, oh, we have some time off. I could go to Columbus to go watch the crew. So we like planned that all around that. And like so, yeah, I ended up going to Columbus uh, over the weekend with a large contingent of Pittsburgh uh, soccer fans. So it was I think like half of us were crew fans and the other half were Toronto fans because it was the crew were playing Toronto. Right. And so, uh, shout out to my Kendrick for my Chris <laughs> Kendrick for, uh, uh, planning it. And like he was able to get us all, he has season tickets with, uh, the crew. So he was able to talk to his rep and get us like a whole row of seats essentially. So nice. I think there was like, I want to say like 16 of us or something like that. I can't remember the exact numbers, but, uh, there was a lot of us. And so end up checking out the stadium. That's my first time actually being uh, at the new crew stadium, uh, lower.com stadium or whatever it's called. But uh, it was pretty cool. I, I really like that stadium. Uh, did not stand in the Nordica, uh the supporters section, because since we did have a lot of Toronto fans, it would have been a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> just not allowed. So <laughs> we uh, were on the, opposite end as the nordica and so being able to stay on that side watch the game uh and kind of like just see them in action it was a lot of fun like the supporters group as well as the obviously the team and the crew 120 so that was also fun to watch uh nice (laughs) i was gonna say
0: we'll we'll talk about the hounds eventually here in a bit but i was gonna i was gonna Keep the topic on the crew for a second. I mean, you know, short of crashing out of the Open Cup, um, I, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know how they're uh, how they're doing this year. How's how's the crew doing? Oh, they're doing
1: pretty good. I think they're in like uh, fourth or fifth place uh, in the league, uh, at least in the East. Um, so not not terrible, but not like fantastic. Um, it was funny because uh, I don't know how many people know, but uh, the Steel Army actually we started working with a company that's in columbus to make our supporters uh equipment like the the shirts the you know possibly we might work out something with them for scarves next year um th- our hats like all that stuff is coming from uh supporter supply company and the guy who started it, uh all the people who work there are all giant columbus crew fans and like involved with the Columbus crew and all that kind of stuff. So we met up with uh, Morgan Hughes. Uh, and they had like a whole booth there for supporter supply and all their stuff, uh, crew stuff. And so it was kind of funny as soon as I walked up, you know, of course we started uh, talking about the, the open cup game and, and how much fun it was to have them print our uh, four hard mark shirts. Since that was the TIFO we used for uh, the crew. <laughs> He's like, yeah. hey, this was great. A lot of fun. Really glad we could do that for you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, went went over there and kicked the tires. Made sure everything was a uh, was appropriate, and you were happy with everything.
1: Uh, nice. Bought a a crew shirt from them, so that way I have a uh, my supporter supply merch uh, for the Columbus Crew. So that was pretty cool.
0: But yeah, it was a great trip. A lot of fun. Nice. All right. So getting back into the to the hounds. Um, I mean, a lot still going our way. Uh, you know, so. We will in this episode we'll recap uh, our four to three win uh, over Hartford midweek, and then we'll also talk about uh, the draw that we had with um, San Antonio. I'm gonna I'm gonna start. Well, here let's get this out of the way. I'll, I'll say it again and I'll pause. Okay, so we'll talk about our four to three win over Hartford. Okay, Damn and uh, <laughs> and but I want to start off with a graphic because why not? Uh, it's my show as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> <laughs> but so the so we're talking about two games this week. Um, uh, one win, one draw. Where does that put us? Uh, in, in the Eastern standings, we are still top. Um, 28 games played, 51 points on the board. Um, Tampa still behind us in second with 25 games played, so they have three games in hand um with 47 points um so tampa's still in control of their own destiny here and if they win their games in hand then they leapfrog us not even if they win their games in hand i think they what they can if they win two lose one win one draw two i think yeah because they probably beat us on although i don't know i
1: can't remember off the top of my head that they do not uh they do not beat us on head to head Uh, right that's right so
0: yeah cool so but I mean, we, we get a little bit of distance between us and Charleston, and then it's a bit of a, a gap between third and fourth between Charleston and Louisville. So, um, I mean, we're getting, we're shipping away. There's, there's, there's not a ton of games left. Uh, what's seven ish. Sure. Um, so sad <laughs> uh, yeah. of me, but that
1: sounds correct, yeah.
0: um, so, but let's uh, let's start and and not get ahead of ourselves. um, oh, oh I guess before, while I have this up to, I know um keeping an eye on uh, steel army uh, x tweets, whatever. um, I know there there's certain combinations of results. I think what this week that guarantee our playoff spot could happen this week, I think. I forget the permutations and combinations and all that stuff. Um, But I think we're, we're potentially one week away um, from mathematically ensuring uh, our place in the playoff. I don't, you know, anecdotally, it's obviously not in doubt. Um, Now the question is whether or not, you know, it's, it's the fight for first, as far as I'm concerned. Um, And, and the, and the, and the fight for, you know, us finishing above San Antonio and, um, uh, Sacramento, um, out in the West, uh, which I think is, is still within our control, especially with the draw, uh, against San Antonio this, this past weekend, which we will get to in the second half of the show. But first, um, the, the game of the century, uh, no, that's not true. I mean, it's probably not even, it's probably not even the best game this year for the, <laughs> for the River Hounds, but it was exciting. Um, so we play, we go to Hartford midweek, uh, on a Wednesday. Um, and, uh, it's a seven goal thriller. Um, we, the, the hounds go three goals up. Um, you know, all of the, uh, the, you know, this is easy. The game's over. Everything's done. Hartford are dead last in the, in, in the Eastern Is you know, and then Hartford all of a sudden score, what three goals in 10 minutes. It mean, was um, even
1: 10 minutes. Was it like the 78th minute was the first goal. And then the 86th yeah okay so yeah that's ugh.
0: yeah at that point well and then so to when well, you know to okay let's let's make sure we we say how the the happy when we get a happy ending with the, st- the fairy tale ending uh junior scores in the in the 88th minute and and the hounds end up winning four three um josh you caught this game live i did not catch this game live um when when you I don't know, well, I guess we can we can talk about the general shape. But first, when when Hartford scored three goals in a row, what's what's going through your head? Do you think we're we're, we're losing it with this game's out of our hands? Emotionally, yeah, like, like? I,
1: I, it, it was bad enough to think that we could be walking out there with a draw. But like that was even on my mind, actually, after they score that third goal, because it was so back to back to back. Like, I'm just thinking, like, we're going to throw this game away. We're about ready to lose to Hartford, like within the last ten minutes of this game, and just completely blow three points out the water, like that we easily had with a three goal lead against the worst team in the league. Like I cannot stress how much I was ready to just like throw this game away, just completely be like, nope, this this we suck this game. (laughs) Like not like obviously, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, yeah, yeah.
0: No, so but, I, and I remember what the we previewed this game a little bit. I think it was with me and Steve, and uh, you know I think the 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 lead up to it was, you know, this is yeah. I mean it, we're like surely we win this game. Yes, of course. Blah blah blah. blah. Um, and so I don't think you know this this was if you were ever going to predict a win, it was this game. It was you know we were arguably one of the best teams in the USL. They're arguably one of the worst teams in the USL. Um, and they've been God awful all year. And all of a sudden we just give them a chance to score three goals in 10 minutes. But um, I do think one of the kind of broader talking points around this game is the character shown by the, by the hounds to come back and and score a goal with what maybe eight to 10 minutes left in the game, including, including stoppage time. Um, when nerves would have been obviously rattled when substitutions would have already been made. Um, I think that shows a lot of character and mental fortitude and leadership throughout the team uh to be away from home, albeit against Hartford, and uh and pull it back. Because I mean, you know, I think if we if we throw away a game like that and let's say in your scenario, you know, Hartford do go and score the fourth goal, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to be well, I mean, we're 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 throwing in a bunch of hypotheticals because this obviously never happened. Thank God. But, uh, you know, that could be a huge turning point, not just from a points perspective, but from a mentality perspective of us throwing away something like that when we're, you know, seven, eight games away from the end of the season.
1: Morale would have been completely different going into that San Antonio game where, you know, if you, you think about where those guys heads would be losing to the worst team in the league. Um, I don't even think it's the worst team in the West. This is the worst team in the league. Let's see here. They have 16 points. Nope. Nope. Las Vegas. I forgot about how crap Las Vegas is. My bad. Uh, they have 14 points. Um, but with that said, they still have a negative 26 goal differential. So, insane. you know, they have the worst goal differential in the league.
0: <laughs> Which I think is worse. Uh, let's yeah. be honest. I mean, well,
1: I don't. But anyway,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say so. uh I want to look at the lineup a little bit. Um, the past what uh, the, capped around these games. Now I, I think Steve and I talked about the likelihood of rotation just because of the game stacking up and this being a midweek game and us going away against San Antonio and everything like that. Um, so there, there's a suggest you know th- there was a probability that we were going to see some some rotation throughout the team. Uh, particularly though, I'm I'm interested around the uh like the forward line so dequa gets a start um and gets two goals pretty early um what he gets his first our, our first two goals in the 13th minute and the 18th minute which pushes his numbers up higher in the golden boot race um which i think he's what at 12 goals on the season now or something like that um yeah yeah he's he's up there um but he doesn't start with showing me and so Showing he gets this so and showing me start up top um, and the game in the previous game before this, which off the top of my head, I can't actually recall who we played before we played, uh, Orange County, uh, way away at Orange County. And then, um, and then Dequan showing me start against San Antonio. Um, I just double checking that, uh, I believe that's the case. Yes, that is the case. Um, so I don't know. I, I started, I started to get into this groove and expectation that, Okay. Uh, if I want to follow the narrative that closer to the end of the season, Lily picks his guys, he picks his starting 11 and then he sticks with them to go into the end of the playoffs. If I wanted to stay with that narrative, I was saying, okay, it's, it's Dequan showing me that's who he's picking. I mean, we've seen a lot of rotation throughout the, the season up front. Um, you know, Kiz has come in over John junior has come in and I think has made an impact. Um, but you know the Dequa show and combination didn't really show up until middle of the season and now it felt like he was sticking it but um maybe it's rotation maybe it's something else uh in this game Dequa and Keza uh, start together Josh I don't know what are your thoughts particularly on the forward kind of pairing and combination um I think another thing maybe that if you would if you want to comment you could is around his decision to play two clearly identifiable forwards whereas before earlier in the season it's mainly just kind of been one with four uh supporting midfielders behind him so i don't know what are you, what are your thoughts on the kind of forward situation going into the playoffs
1: so I, I it's hard for me to know if what the why the difference between this lineup and the san antonio lineup is because of him tinkering or if it's literally just rotation because yeah. it was a midweek game going into a weekend game and both being away and traveling and all that kind of stuff. Like I kind of feel like this was probably just not indicative of what, you know, if it was a week apart what the lineups would have been. Um, And I also do think you go in differently when you're playing Hartford and you, you you know, their goal differential, you know, they're not doing so hot. So you kind of just throw the forwards up there and be like, all right, let's, let's put this game away early. And well, all intents and purposes, we kind of did. I mean, scoring twice, Dequa scoring both goals within the first 20 minutes. Like, you, you kind of felt like that that strategy worked out. And it was, you know, not a cakewalk, but definitely not the hardest game we've ever it, played. It
0: felt like it was going to be, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember the announcers made the comment, like, scoring at will after, like, I think the second goal it's just like, yeah, Hounds are just scoring at will now. It's like, okay, sweet. This is going to be a fun game to watch. Not going to be stressful game at all. <laughs> so I, I do think this was more indicative of the fact that they're playing Hartford, so their, their strategy was different than playing San Antonio, obviously. Uh, just the the change in quality going from San Antonio, who's like tied for first place right now, I think. Um, or was there first place when this game happened?
0: Exactly. If they're not tied for first, they're cl- very close to a second.
1: They are. Uh, yeah, they have San uh, Sacramento has 48 points and San Antonio has 48 points. So, Got it. so yeah, uh, which is less than the house. Just keep a note of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, the difference there just in quality of teams, I feel like dictated a difference in strategy and it, it, it paid off uh, getting a point going ahead of ourselves but yeah getting a point san antonio is uh not anything i'm sad about yeah and and i
0: guess if you want to take the same kind of um approach to dissecting you know what we think starting lineups will be from here on out well i mean i guess the other thing to to back up a second i mean i think i'm pretty i don't know wedded to the idea that for whatever reason uh, i probably need to check my own logic on this but um that I, I get the sense that Lily's going to find a starting 11 generally that he like. I it, it. I think we're going to see less rotation as we get closer to the playoffs. I, I think that's a broad arching thing that I think we've seen patterns with Lily in the past. And I think that's probably what we're going to see again. Um, I think we, he might still be kind of like situationally flexible enough to chop and change maybe two or three names. Um, based off of who we're playing or based off of what the schedule demands. Um, but similarly, where I think if everyone's healthy and if we have a full week, I'm getting to the point where now I'd be a little bit surprised if it's not Deco and showing me up top. Similarly, I think, you know, full week, full week's rest, no injuries. I would start to expect both Griffin and Ibarra in, in the midfield with the option of, depending on what's happening, Mertz, Forbes, Etu, um, so we see the we see the um, alteration from Hartford to San Antonio. Uh, Hartford uh, Forbes gets the start, and in San Antonio, Mertz gets the start, which feels appropriate. You know, away from home, we might be coming under a little bit more pressure. We need to be a bit more high energy. So merch goes in and and takes that spot over over Kenny, but. Um, and of course, you have you know you have along the back line. It that's still a bit of a rotation area where you can trap and change a couple of uh, the center back pairings and options. Um, but you know, generally speaking, Ordóñez is going to be there. I think it's probably uh, Dos Santos if healthy is probably there, but maybe not. Um, so yeah, I think I think we're getting closer to uh, to the guys they are going <laughs> to take us over the line here.
1: We're definitely going to figure this out pretty fast because at this point, there's no more Wednesday games. There's no like no midweek games. It's, it's all Saturdays from here on out. Uh, there's three home games and three away games left. Um, it is kind of a bummer that we end the season with two away games, but one of those away games is against Detroit, so not too far away and also not too great of a team this year. So it is one of those things where it's like, could be worse, uh, although one of those is Tampa. Uh, Bay. So like that's game, that that's going to be probably the most important game on the books coming up is uh, out of the six games left uh, going up against Tampa to kind of be able to. Stop them from getting three points and us getting three points on them, a six point swing, it's it's a pretty big deal. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, but all games at this point are, are important. It's not like any one of these games. I'm like, oh, we could lose that one and be fine. It's like, no, like we need all the points we can get if we want to stay above. We want to be first in the league. We, we need all these points um, as many points we can get, obviously.
0: Yeah. Although I do think that Tampa game is really big. <laughs> oh, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. And it's like
1: one of those games where it's. I, I feel like not just in regards to points, it's in regards to uh, morale and m- mentality of this team. Like, can we beat the top teams in the league? Yeah. And like, if we want to make a playoff run, which we've never done other than, you know, two games (laughs) essentially we have to be able to beat the likes of tampa and this will be a big testament to how that goes now we're getting way ahead of ourselves because that's like five games down the road but it's still like that's something to keep in mind
0: yeah i mean the good thing is i i don't know i'm looking through our schedule i'm looking through our past uh past schedule what I mean, so we we beat Tampa right now. You know, we're we're up on them on the head to head. We haven't lost the. I, I I know Louisville are further down. What they're fourth. I mean, so not miles away, but we haven't lost to Louisville this year. Um, I can't oh, off the top of my head. I can't remember what our results have been against Charleston. Yeah, we lose to them three one. And don't they aren't they the ones who put us in our place at home?
1: No, we beat them. No, up. we beat them both times. Charleston, we beat them three one. Uh, oh, no, you're right you're right. you're right. They beat us three one, and yeah. then uh, we won 2-0. yeah, right.
0: yeah, yeah, so, yeah, mixed bag there. But um, I guess before talking about future was you know future games here with six games less than the season, um let's before we move on to San Antonio, um, anything else to to talk about with Hartford?
1: Yeah. other than the fact that this game could have given me a heart attack. Uh, the the first goal was so silly. I don't know if you get a chance to watch the highlights, anyone who didn't get to watch the game it's just bouncing all around and it's, you know, Dequa barely gets that in off of like a header off of the player. Like it was just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. What like, he's like
0: on the goal line as he heads
1: it in. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Like know. I, I actually was afraid to celebrate cause I'm like, it, they're probably going to call like some offside or something like that. Like I, I assumed something was wrong. Uh, and the second goal wasn't that much more clean cause it came off the bar then it went in. So it wasn't even like it was like a clean shot. Um, So, yeah, just the goals in general in this game were silly. And then the fact that they scored so many. Someone in Discord, I can't remember who it was, but, like, uttered the phrase, we're going to get Miracle on the Mond. And it's just, like, the terror in my... (laughs) Like, I'm like, no, we cannot. We cannot be the Harrisburg in this situation. Be <laughs> no one constantly. wants to be the Harrisburg. Yeah, <laughs> ever. No one ever wants to be Harrisburg. But yeah, like to go up by three and then score all those goals at the very end there. And let's go up again. It's like, ugh, just hold, hold the lead. Time-wasting card well uh, earned by Danny Rovi Like, just like get, yeah. that, get that time-wasting card. Sure. Everyone just hold the line. Uh, it was a crazy game.
0: I gotta say, I, I mean, I'm catching, I'm catching the highlights. Uh, I, I, I tried to watch a bit of the highlights before we started. Um, the Abarg, the Abarg goal is very clean. Um, you know, it, it's just, it seems, it, it it seems too easy, and it probably is. Um, oh, yeah. But how we how we work it out, and then it's a very clean header. And yeah, I mean, oh, and then to, uh, to, I mean the Oberzhon Junior goal at the end jeez i mean like that that turn and the shot and the effort yeah hell of a
1: hell of a goal yeah both of those were fantastic and it was one of that uh man uh his goal at the end it's just like a situation where you just kind of like breathe out like oh thank you thank you yeah. thank you like i did not want to lose points to hartford after being up by three it was so embarrassing to think that that was going to happen, and uh, yeah, he really saved us.
0: I feel like uh, he could he could be on the short end of some stuff here. I I I, I don't know. I've been really impressed with Obi yeah. Jr. throughout the throughout his time here.
1: Uh, um, and uh, we had uh, one SEAL Army member there, and he reported that they were only on the field after the game for ten minutes. <laughs> That's I... nothing have a theory that there was a plane to catch. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot imagine after that game, Bob being like, good game guys. (laughs) (laughs) Locker room. Like I either that or like they had strict rules at Hartford to like get the players off the field for some reason, because yeah, that's amazing that he was only on the field with them for 10 minutes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think, uh, I think even Lily couldn't hold up a plane. uh, If That's the case. (laughs) Think they might take off, uh, take off without them. All right, so the H- the hounds get that win, <clears throat> which was you know an important win to bounce back from the Orange County loss, um, to get things back on on the right track, and then a big game uh traveling back out west to San Antonio, uh, you know, battle of. The two top teams in the league. Um, at the time, I can't remember if you already gave the answer to this, Josh. I, I knew you said that right now their level was Sacramento. But at the time, before kickoff, I can't remember if uh, San Antonio or Sacramento were ahead. Um, but let's say they were. Let's say San Antonio was ahead. So, you know, this this was a clash of the top of the East against the top of the West. Uh, billing it for, you know, what could be a, dare I say, you know, playoff final. But um, and I don't. I, I didn't know what to expect. I've seen I've seen some when when big sides square off against each other. Sometimes it can be very cagey, and no one really wants to make a mistake, so everyone just kind of plays it safe. Um, if you look at a score like zero zero, you might think that that might have been the case. Um however and i also i kind of want to preempt this by saying I, I mean like going into this game especially how we finish okay so we get the win against hartford but we let in three goals in 10 minutes in the 80th minute um we're, we're we've been t- we've been terrible away from home all season san antonio is a good side albeit san antonio is not great at home apparently i mean they're they're good i mean there's that's they're the top in the western conference but uh, apparently their record's a little bit better uh, away from home than it is home, but pff, I'm not really kind of factoring that into this. And I'm I'm going into this thinking it's not going to end well, and and I would have taken a draw immediately uh, before before the whistle was blown. Um, but throughout the game, I was impressed. I thought both teams um, tried to take chances. I think both both teams took some risks to try to get forward. I think there were a handful of moments that were kind of like highlight reel worthy. Um, you know, Jamali Waite makes a big save. Um, you know, we get some pretty good chances. But I think there were there were a good amount of times throughout the game where a team breaks through and then someone just, has a really good defensive play, whether it was us or San Antonio. I thought both teams defended actually really well. Um, and so there, I thought there was a lot of good play from both sides that didn't necessarily lead to a shot on goal. And uh, and I thought, yeah, it was just, I thought it was a really good game. And I was really impressed and proud about how the Hounds handled themselves in and, and one of the, yeah, more difficult games
1: we're going to play this season. mean it definitely seemed like they were more on the back foot than san antonio like yeah. there was a lot more there was a lot more the defense had to do for the hounds <laughs> than not uh like what was it shots uh shots 10 versus our four yeah. uh and then shots on targets they had five shots on target uh it yeah it was like watch especially watching the highlights over again It it's shows some amazing saves and who who Got the ball off the line at the very beginning of the game. Uh oh, I think Ordonez. Was that Ordonias? Yeah. Saved our bacon there. Yes, but but I don't know. It
0: was go, it was uh, it was a slow ball. This wasn't like Ordonias kind of read the play. I think I to their credit, San Antonio makes a good play. They, you know, what wait comes out the challenge that he pokes it around him. I don't know. The ball's traveling pretty slow, and Ordonez has a uh, decent amount of time to get back and clear. He there I mean, an
1: attacker behind him. Like he was sure. blocking the attacker. So he had to deal with the attacker trying to get the ball and he has to like, you know, defend off the attacker and also kick the ball out from getting into the net. So like that could have been easily a, a goal there uh, after weight runs forward and uh, gets chipped or whatever. So yeah. like it, it could have happened. Yeah, but yeah. you're right. It was a, a pretty uh, arching chip that yeah. uh, <laughs> he had plenty of time to like track that ball. Um, I was more worried about him spending too much time paying attention to the ball and not enough time paying attention to the attacker that was right on his shoulder. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it, this is one of those games where like, definitely cool with the point, but also it was nice to see them able to hold off San Antonio. Like it's. Cause I
0: was, I was like, would you say our defense has been like, I wouldn't say our defense this year is better than the past three years of Riverhounds. you know what I mean? like I don't think I don't think necessarily our defense is our best quality this year. I think we're fine defensively, but I just I can recall Riverhounds teams in the past where we're just solid in defense.
1: I think that is more of and it's more indicative of the fact that we've had fantastic, fantastic defenses in the past that are like league high, like everyone envy of our defense uh, this year we have a great defensive team, but it's just not as great as we've had in the past where it's been like above and beyond everyone else defensively. So yeah, I, I still think we're a good defensive team um, and our whole, our away record is not terrible. I mean like it it's, was it a uh, four, four and six. So it's, it's, it's not like we're terrible away
0: it's not terrible but I I guess
1: I would won just as that. many as we've lost away
0: right but I wouldn't expect that if you're top of the east and like have the most points in the USl I guess maybe I wouldn't expect that given that context you're right it's not bad I I, yeah, I yeah. on average I would take that but yeah. I guess when in the position that we're in I'd be a little surprised with that of
1: the four game or 14 games that's we got points 10 out of the 14 games we've gone yeah. away so that's, that's pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, I mean, I, 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 somewhat agree. I don't, I don't really agree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, you're speaking as someone who cheers for teams that are like top of the league. Constantly. I'm like, wait, we, we haven't lost every single away game? We're doing pretty good, guys. All right. Got points more often than not it's just Context, It's just context. It's context,
0: yeah. all looking at. Standards. I mean, and you make a really good point kind of defending the, the goals against uh numbers. I mean, yeah, right now, Tampa has better goals against numbers, but they've also played three games fewer than us. So, like, unless yep. they get three clean sheets and their games in hand, we'll likely have the best... Uh, defensive record in the east and if you look out west too ish the case we've played two more games than any of the top, any of the top teams in the west um and you have uh sacramento um has let in four less goals than we have but they've also played two less games so yeah no i mean I, you know you i'm i'm happy you called me on that because i mean by the numbers we're, we're still one of the best if not the best defensive teams uh in the league i think the other thing maybe that maybe that kind of painted my my viewpoint on that one was it we have we have a game in us where we just had like we have a bad 20 or something hartford being a good example I but I, say. <laughs> I but but i could like remember there's that stretch uh, 67 games ago mm-hmm. where what we lost two in a row maybe even, uh, did we lose three in a row? I don't know, but, but, but we let in like eight goals in three games and that it just, it felt like that was kind of out of nowhere. And, and I, I wonder, I feel like this could be my own kind of, uh, negative fan, pessimistic, worrisome view, but it, 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 I, I think we have a game like that in us where all of a sudden our heads go
1: and we just, we leak goals. Um, well, yeah, so, we, we've definitely seen that. And we've also had Bob say as much during press conferences. Him that that run of games you were speaking of, like that was his defense of that was like, yeah, I've been saying this the whole time that we have a lot of things we have to work on. It's just that we've been lucky and the ball's bounced our way uh, for those games. So those weaknesses that we have in defense and just as a team as a whole didn't bite us until just now like now the ball didn't bounce our way and you know the the weaknesses were shown clear so it 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 is a situation where i feel like we've gotten better and the fact that it's kind of funny to say the the game we won this week is the game that shows how much still we have to work on yeah (laughs) whereas the game we only got one point is like a victory (laughs) as far as like what we've been able to work on so far so yeah it it is interesting that uh hartford despite the fact that we won is the game that worries me the most out of these two games
0: you kind of you you uh you said something there that i'll bring back up and ask you to dive deeper on you might have it might have been even like subconscious but you kind of referred to the san antonio game as a victory do you see it as a victory like how that that result that draw against san antonio um yeah I don't know. Is that is that a victory in your mind? Is that kind of like one and a half points?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 definitely not a victory victory. Like, I'm not saying like that's the best we could have done. And I'm so happy, but it's definitely nothing to be ashamed of. If that makes any sense, it's it's a well earned points on the road against a hard team after you have played midweek. And so like all those factors and considering all those factors, I I do feel like this was a point they should be proud of. But it is also still, as we were saying before, about Tampa coming up in, uh, you know, three games or four games. uh, That's this is who we have to be able to beat if we want to actually make uh, get a trophy this year for the first time ever. So, like, it's a victory just in that element, I guess. But it's still not good enough if we want to be able to lift a trophy.
0: Yeah. I, I I should do better with this. I'm I'm gonna butcher this. I'm sorry, but San Antonio striker Ulawasi. I, 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 I think you're right, close-ish. Um, but uh, I mean, you know, another positive is he's in the running for the Golden Boot this year too, alongside Dequa, and we held him to not scoring. So you know, that's that's nice too. Um, but yeah, so I I mean, that's that's the San Antonio game. I'm I'm very happy we get out of there with a point. I th- and I think on top of that. I, you're right, Josh. I mean, you kind of put it, I think back on track. I think I was probably a little bit overly optimistic about how well off of a performance it was. I still think it was a really good performance that I, to me, I think the stats, it it was more even than maybe the stats would have suggested. I thought That's we didn't, we didn't hide in our shell and we, you know, we, it wasn't like, you know, we just tried to counter and that was it. I think we, tr- we tried, we tried to take some initiative, and, and create chances for ourselves, which I think in and itself is, is big to show that we had the, the willingness to like go out there and play rather than just kind of hang in there. Um, and, you know, I, it's lessons learned from, you know, open cup wins against Columbus and, and, and the like. So, um,
1: and new England. So uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Olawasi, uh, he's, he's also looking at the, the, golden boot race right now. He's at 14 goals as well as Dequa and they're both tied for first. Um, nice. So it's, you know. Did C- not- C-
0: Cicerone and Dixon, they were up? There. Oh, Ciceroni
1: has 13 goals. So like okay. Ciceroni's like right there right. Uh, below it. And I think actually Nico Brett. Yeah, Nico Brett has 10 goals. Um, I don't see Dixon too close to anything right now. Maybe, I,
0: I know early in the season, Dixon had a couple games where you just like, yeah, like banging them in.
1: Yeah. Right now, it, it's definitely, you know, a race with Dequa, Olawasi and then Trejo, uh, Cicerone. They both have 13. Uh, Trejo plays for Phoenix. Um, and then another Phoenix player. What? Two Phoenix <laughs> players? That's not fair. Like, <laughs> uh, Ortega has 12 goals. And Treyo has thirteen goals. That's crazy. Okay, sorry. I obviously don't pay attention to the West at all. So yeah, I'm just like, wait <laughs> a second, what? <laughs> um,
0: well, we've talked about both. Let's come full circle again. we'll We'll pull up the um the table for for the Eastern Conference. um the The win in the draw puts us on fifty one points., uh, still clear at the top. um i I, I want to take the moment. I mean, you you mentioned Nico Brett, you mentioned the Golden Boot uh, race. I don't know, why not? Let's uh let's take a little let's take a little detour down a side road and talk about some of the other teams in the East right now. Um I I think it's pressing. Okay, so let me quickly run through as of, you know, we're recording on Monday, August 28th, uh as of right now, um the the table stands as uh us uh, us at the top, then Tampa in second, Charleston in third, Louisville in fourth, Memphis in fifth, Indy in sixth, Birmingham in seventh. Tulsa in eighth uh, for the playoff cutoff uh, for the playoff. Yeah. Cut off. I, I said it right. <laughs> um, and then uh, Miami in ninth, Detroit in 10th, and then Loudon and Hartford uh, languishing at the bottom of the table. Um, I mean, it's, it's a bit early to do season retrospectives, obviously. Uh, but I think checking in with some of the other teams, um, you know, I, I want to get back to talking about the Hounds. We are a Hounds podcast, but um, at the beginning of the season, everyone seemed convinced myself included that Birmingham was going to be like a force, you know, Nico Brett's 10 goals, you know, you just laid it out there for golden boot or whatever, but Birmingham's now in seventh. Uh, they've played 25 games and have 36 points. They have a negative goal differential. Um, Josh, what are your, I don't know. I that, the, what stands out to you as you look at the, the kind of whole table, not just Birmingham, I I'm, I'm leading you with Birmingham, but yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean louisville is still a surprise to me uh it's so weird not to think of louisville as like a contender for first place uh and they have not shown any signs that they're going to reclaim that uh mantle as far as the season goes at all that's right
0: stick the knife in i like it
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i'm i'm obviously very happy about this but i'm just still (laughs) so surprised yeah um Charleston, I, I mean, obviously, I, you know, Hounds trump all, but seeing Charleston doing good is still so so makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like I never want to lose to Charleston, especially for the old guard shield stuff. But it, it is a situation where like having Charleston being one of the OG clubs and having them be so good yeah. makes me so happy. So, uh, that that's fantastic to see. Uh, and then just kind of like. not not really very many surprises other than maybe miami because again miami is another team that you know has been pretty high up in the standings the last couple seasons so seeing them below the playoff line right now is very surprising
0: yeah i mean Um, miami 26 games played 29 points so just just above a point a game which uh yeah it's not it's not great (laughs) it's not great (laughs) great (laughs) Uh, and unfortunately, what yeah. we're, we're kind of relying on Miami to get some results for us, right? Not only against yeah. Tampa, I think they have a game against Tampa coming up soon,
1: uh, but they might even have one against Charleston too. I'm not sure. Um, it's definitely a situation where it just it's that's a little bit surprising, but it's yeah. It's also kind of like like Birmingham, for example, talking about how they're not doing as great as we thought they were going to be doing. It's easy for me to be like, yeah, but they're making the playoffs; they're doing okay. But then I keep on forgetting like how low that bar is right now for the playoffs right it's ridiculous that the top eight teams get into the playoffs when there's only 12 teams in the east like it's it's just so stupid like <laughs> yeah. that uh, i don't know I it, it should be harder to make the playoffs than being not even average in your uh in your conference like you have to yeah. be above average in the conference but not not in this case you can be below average in your so where do you draw
0: time. the line so here solve the problem of the usl right now josh right here right now what uh what do we do is it, i mean do we, is it as simple as you just move the lineup or
1: i mean yeah that's the obvious answer. it's top six teams instead of top eight like you can't make it an odd number so it can't be you know seven teams but like i feel like six teams would at least feel more normal like it would feel like a, a good place to set the the, the line
0: and I think it, w- it would also create a bit more drama towards the end of the season because, yeah, you're right. I think teams fighting it out to try to just get in the playoffs when they're mid-table it feels more appropriate. Whereas, yeah, you're right. Now I'm like,
1: I don't even care if like Detroit or Miami <laughs> like, make it in. Well, it's so the bar's so low. Like Detroit definitely can still get in, and even though they're having a terrible season, doesn't mean. Like it's like they can still make the playoffs and that means they can still like to get hot in the right moment and, and right. still win everything. And that's, I don't know. I obviously you want the playoffs to mean something. And if every single team pretty much makes the playoffs, it's kind of like, well, yeah. that sucks. Like yeah. it, it, it makes being top of the East feel less meaningful, even though obviously I really want top of the East. Like that's, that's the goal. Oh
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I I want top of the East. I want, I you know, league actually, yeah, well, that's what I mean. And I keep I keep shying away from the from the language because I can't remember off the top of my head. I know there's a term like if you finish top of the league, it's you get the blah, blah, blah. I just don't know what it is. Like Uh, supporter
1: shield is like what I think of. Right. But there's not a supporter shield. And I like I don't know if there's actually anything considered. Like that's what I always think of because that's MLS. But yeah, there is a trophy involved if you're top of the league. Right. Well, I mean, all right, so
0: finishing up uh, with with looking at t- w- looking at the table, the
1: Hounds' next game is against Loudoun, what, like a week and a half from now? Yeah, we're not allowed to talk about that game. Why not? Because we're going to talk about next week since it's a bye week for the Hounds.
0: Wait, oh.
1: Well, we don't play next week. We I have a know. week off, so well, we we're still going to do, do a, a show next week, <laughs> but we're going to do i feel like we're probably going to end up doing some uh listener questions that kind of stuff but we're also going to do a preview show of loudon that's fine but how do you think we're going to do against loud <laughs> <laughs> Uh good i i feel like that that should be uh, that's an away game i'm not as uh well, it's, a, it's scared. a home
0: game right we uh, do we have them at high mark oh uh,
1: you're, right, you're right sorry sorry
0: yeah, yeah i don't know we said the same thing about uh hartford josh uh yeah and we won barely (laughs) (laughs) i just i don't know it's weird with with loudon i will never not have that image in my head i don't even know who the loudon player was i think it might have been a year ago maybe it was two but we had a game and we went away against loudon and they were crap and we were great and like just some, I don't know, some dude on their team, just like 35 yards into the top corner. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. you got to be kidding me. And so that's what I just always think about Loudon. Maybe it's the defeatist like mentality. We
1: beat them over. away already this season. Yeah. It was only 1-0, but we still beat them away. Uh, that was back in May, at the end of May. So like it's, I, I feel pretty confident in our ability to beat Loudon uh, uh, at home, especially.
0: Crazy enough, I think this weekend, I saw someone walking around Knoxville with a Loudon shirt on. I was like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> like, uh, are you a goodwill
1: here? find or bought on purpose? Like, with it's good, intention. It's good question.
0: It's a good question. I don't know. You
1: never know. Never
0: know. All right. Well, uh, I guess we're not talking about loud. I mean, it's a good point. We shouldn't.
1: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's in the outline that I know you're not in right now, but no, that, uh... <laughs> not <laughs> looking at the outline. Um, I
0: guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the, I I have no qualms. Uh, I feel like we, we, we talked about the stuff we wanted to talk about. We're, we're a little short of the hour, but
1: I mean, that's okay.
0: Uh, is there anything else off the top of your mind, Josh, that you want to you talk about this week?
1: Uh, since we have a little bit of time. Uh, the, the golden uh, glove race mm. is also something that we kind of are still in. Uh, Jamali has nine clean sheets, and believe it or not, Louisville, who I just got done crapping all over talking about how they're not great this season, uh, they have 11 clean sheets. So right now, uh, they are, uh, was it Oliver Simley? Uh, is in the lead right now with 11 clean sheets, uh, for the golden glove. So, and also we're like tied with like two other players for nine, uh, clean sheets right now. And then mm-hmm. there's like four people with eight clean sheets. So it, it's a really tight race, uh, for us to try to get up there. But we kind of were, I was hoping for a clean sheet against, uh, Hartford for us to uh, easily yeah. glide past that and, and get closer to uh having Jamal Weight be in the running so it's going to be a I mean I, I feel
0: confident about it. I think Weight's having a good a good yeah, I mean look, he's obviously having a good season. Yeah. Um you know, I know way, well, I think there were que- I feel like there's always question marks at the beginning of the season on like who's going to be the number 1. I think uh, inevitably Lily chops and changes a little bit around, but yeah, I mean Weight has definitely made that that shirt, his own, um, and you know, pulled up some some nice saves against San Antonio. Um, has a good season. I don't know. What do you think the probability? I mean, we. I think we, if you look at the last six games that we have, it's I not. Mean,
1: I, I feel like Loudon will be a big telling uh, moment. Yeah. Like if we don't get a clean sheet against Loudon, I think it's a lot harder at that point okay. uh, for him to to try to gain any momentum in getting past uh, eleven. Uh, yeah. because then we have miami which miami's not doing great but they're not a terrible team and it's away so away games are a little bit less likely obviously for the clean sheet uh New mexico is an okay team in the west now they are traveling all the way from the west so like maybe hopefully they're a little bit more tired we can get a clean sheet there and it's at home so that's great for us uh Tulsa isn't doing terrible and then obviously Tampa Bay Rowdies are a decent team <laughs> to say the least, and it is away for us. So that one, I'm not exactly confident we're going to get a clean sheet. Even the last game of the season is Detroit away. That's a very possible game to get a clean sheet, but playing in Detroit is yeah. never easy. So it's, it's, it's not like it's a gimme for a clean sheet.
0: I mean, generally speaking, our home games have been pretty solid with, yeah, like clean sheet potential,
1: but we only um, have three left and we would need all three of those to be clean sheets for him to even get right. above 11. And that's assuming that Louie doesn't get a clean sheet at all for the right. last couple of games. games. Right. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. I I think it's a pretty outside chance that uh, he's able to get golden glove. I, I obviously golden boot. That's a different situation being tied right now with 14 goals has a pretty strong chance uh of making it happen
0: i will say yeah and i i mean i don't know you you laid it out there i think in my head um well i mean okay i'm tipping or i'm 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 cheating a bit here because i was looking at the schedule three games ago our home and away kind of distribution looked a lot different um but I, w- I w- had such an in in my head like, oh, man, the end of the season is going to suck. We have we had so many home games during, throughout the summer and we're just, it's just going to be away, 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 away. It's kind of nice to find ourselves with six games to go and having equal home games and away games. Um, I'm I'm OK with that, especially with some of those away games being Eastern Conference teams and some of those Western Conference games being home games.
1: Yeah, the only thing I don't like is the fact that we end it two away games in a row, yeah. uh, mostly just because at that point those last two games is when you find out, like you really start to get solidified. Like what points do we absolutely need to get? And that's a lot of pressure to be like, okay, we need at least two points out of these two games. And like, you're, you're away for both of them. Um, It does help that Detroit's the last one. I I know. I feel like I'm crapping on Detroit right now, uh, but it's just the fact that they are a lower, you know, in the table team that it, i thought you're
0: gonna say a lower quality team i was but i stopped <laughs> myself i uh
1: rose above uh <laughs> but yeah so that, that is nice that it's the last game uh but um having tampa being the other one of those two games is not great yeah so,
0: yeah yeah uh, i guess uh the some final points here to to wrap up i mean it, I, I didn't really appreciate, you know, the the three games. If you want to include Orange County over the past two weeks that we've talked about, I mean, this was a pretty tough. Well, well, sure. I'll, I'll say it was a pretty tough, um, like away stretch where we had three three away games uh, in a row. One of them being a midweek game. Um, what two of them being against Western Conference teams? Um, if I would have, uh, you know, four points from it, I would say is not terrible. Um, it obviously wasn't. Season altering because we still find ourselves first in the East. I think with a pretty good outlook on still claiming first in the East coming the end of the season. Um, so you know, the, the, having three three away games in a row, given the conditions that they were, four points—it's not terrible, is it?
1: If I was an uh, other team supporter and looking at the Hound schedule, I would have expected this was going to be the moment that took us out of first place yeah. that this, this run right here that we just had uh, three away games against two uh, West coast teams. That's a lot of travel. That's a lot. Uh, and, and there's some quality there. Yeah, uh, Obviously you can't say too much about the Hartford game, but it's just the fact that you do have another away game. Uh, it doesn't matter who the opponent is. Uh, that was the moment for us to drop points uh, the most points. And the fact that we only dropped two points out of those three games, not too shabby. Uh, I feel like the Hounds should be pretty proud of that. Even though they let Hartford score three times against them in like 10 minutes.
0: As far as I'm concerned in three weeks time, I'm just going to look back in the schedule and see three points there and just forget anything ever happened. So, you know, Hartford is still fraud that's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, in orange County do us a favor. I think what, after we play them and they, they get a win against Charleston. So yeah, I, I think that that scenario kind of helped a lot too. Um, I don't know. I was going to ask for one more prediction, but, uh, we don't need to do that. That's, I think it's fine. <laughs> All, good. Right. All right. Well, let's wrap up the show. I mean, I don't have my normal outro, but, um, I'll just say, uh, what next week we might get a different rotation back in. I think Mike might be back on the show. I know Steve was kind of, uh, in and out. Um, we'll see if we can get Steve back on the show, but, uh, big, big, uh, big stretch coming in here. We'll, I mean, yeah, we won't have a game to talk about next week, um, but we'll do some recapping. We'll take some questions. Uh, we'll we'll see what we can do with that. Um, I mentioned it last time. I mean, go over and check out BGN.FM. Um, still a lot of content over there uh, written by, you know, supporters and fans of, of teams throughout the throughout the league. Um, and uh, yeah, otherwise, I don't know. Check out his socials. Oh, I should probably, we need to talk about Pick'em real quick um because you know there's some real stuff on the line there um uh as far as the graphic tells me um which i believe i believe in mike that he updated this because i certainly didn't um uh, mike is up top uh at the top but he can't win and pick them with 26 points and then michael finn uh is the real leader uh with 24 points uh and then laura ellen with 23 points keaton leaving good with 23 points so tight race at the top between yeah. michael michael Finn and Keaton Leaping good um i'm sitting at 21 points and then devin pale with 19 points devin's still within striking distance uh gets a couple you know results to bounce uh their way and never know what can happen um josh you know i i don't know how many points you're on but i'm sure i'm sure you're fine I'm sure
1: you're uh good. i'm probably not because i always forget to actually put in my prediction unless i'm I know on the show I know. so if i'm not on the show i don't have a prediction so i i've missed like three. I think.
0: (laughs) Your 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 points per guess is probably pretty good. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. (laughs) So and as a reminder, um whoever wins uh this year uh of Pick'em will get two Bree Season tickets uh for next year.
1: In the sports section where you should be.
0: Yeah. Um so Michael Finn, Keaton Liebengood, Devin Pale, maybe some other people, you know, bumping around 19 or 18 points. Uh, good luck. Get your, get your picks in for the rest of the year. You got six more. I don't know if we're doing this for playoffs. Um, I think we might be. We'll make it clear. We'll make it clear once we get close. Michael, tell us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Mike will tell us. <laughs> Otherwise, I think that's it for us. Um I, I get to do Mike's outro here. So uh, thanks everybody. We'll we'll talk to you very, very soon.
1: Later.